care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello, everybody. AJ Salves and Eric Franson here on the Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi, AJ. Hi, Eric. Good afternoon. How are you? Great. No one cares. I uh, do. Gabby, the intern, joins us as well. Gabby cares. Gabby, well, okay, here's the thing with Gabby. And and Gabby's one of my favorite, no, wait, time out, is my favorite co-worker in this building on a very, even when she's not here, she's still my favorite co-worker here. That's the kind of impact that Gabby's made on me. Uh, Gabby, how are you? I'm good, how are you? You doing all right? Yeah. So with that, so you got, you got a wonderful gift the other day. Uh, Ooh, yeah, what was the reaction when you brought that home? His, her brother played with it outside and dropped it in the mud. Yeah, of course. Don't be dumb. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, everybody thought it was super cool. But. Except for Gabby. Except for me. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, like, Adam the intern's about to cry. In fact, I'm pretty sure he did cry. And Gabby's like, huh, cool. That's not true. I could have used a new pair of high heels <laughs> from Maurice's, but this will work. Which I definitely would have traded her for the basketball. I would have made that swap. You would have made got some high heels? Or <laughs> yeah. given her the ones that you already have? No. Well, I have like, okay, so secret story that I'm not going to tell anybody except for you guys. Okay, so keep it up just between us three. But one right. time, uh, I bought some high heel boots for a Halloween costume 10 years ago. I still have those high heel boots. And you wear them every day. Okay, no. Just on certain occasions when I wow. feel like I need to look tall. What? <laughs> Which what would, would you look day. like if you weren't wearing those every day? Well, this is what I look like, Eric. Because I'm not wearing them today. Because today's not a special Did occasion. You, oh, you wear them a lot. No, no. Special occasions only. Your birthday. Gabby's birthday. Adam the intern's birthday. And that's about it. Do you know when their birthdays are? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, Adam's is... Uh, December something in that area. Yours is February 28th. Gabby's is nope. March 14th. <laughs> you were kind of close on his birthday, but you still didn't get right. February 26th. No. No. The 27th. Hey, <laughs> we have a winner. Hey, you know whose birthday it is today? Whose is it? It's Kevin's birthday today. Kevin the IT guy? Kevin the IT guy. You know, there's one person who treats me really well in here that I love so much. It's Kevin the IT guy. You know, he helped you set up Megadesk. When you didn't deserve Megadesk, he still made it happen. But here's the problem with Megadesk. He then took away Megadesk and <laughs> invented Mega Mega Desk. So, <laughs> he, yes, he took really, your Megadesk. He really, like, flattened Inserted it. Barry Bonds steroids. <laughs> Oh, stop it. <laughs> and made it into super mega desk <laughs> for the new guy. And now and now I'm stuck in Siberia, but I do have a partner it's in crime in Gabby. Cerebro Gabby going the intern on over joins there, me in Siberia and like it's crazy because Gabby says, you know, we don't talk that much. And so <laughs> you'll just hear me playing like audio from TV shows <laughs> just out of nowhere. And it will break the silence. <laughs> and then Gabby will come up with some random question to ask me. And then we discussed that random question for five or so minutes. Hey, uh, Utah State women's basketball team did a nice start to the Mountain West tournament. Did a nice start. Had a nice start. There you go. Had a nice start. English is hard, even yeah, for me, who's from India. 
Um, big upset, but uh, then they uh, they they faced Wyoming and played them tough. Wyoming was the number three seed. Utah State was the number eleven seed. But the uh, Lady Aggies fell a little bit short today, losing sixty-four to fifty-nine. Uh, Actually, it was yesterday. So there you go. Yesterday, so it was last night's game. Aggies yeah. were up by fourteen. This might sound familiar to you all. Aggies were up by fourteen in the third quarter, and then uh, lost the lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, in fact, by the end of the third quarter, they, it already di- disappeared. The whole entire lead. Yeah, thirty-nine and, to twenty-five at the half. And they scored six points in the third. Cowboys just came out on fire, and Utah State was not. So, but you know, look, you, you're the first 11 seed in Mountain West Conference history in regards to women's hoop to advance the second round. You shouldn't even have been there in the first place. You give Wyoming everything they can handle. Uh, your season does end, but there's a lot. There's a lot of plus to it, though. Haley Bassett was absolutely wonderful. I think Haley Bassett might even make the all tournament team. To be honest with you, Sheesh, the way she played, even in that loss, uh, the, the way she played in the, the in the win, and then the way she even how she played to, or excuse me, last night, 18 points. For Haley Bassett, uh, Emmy Harris had a career high thirteen points. Um, so uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice effort for the Lady Aggies. Because let, let's be honest, there's been a lot of turmoil there with the coaching and uncertainty about what's going on there. Who the coach is going to be? Is the interim coach going to be the long term coach? And then they said no. We're going to do a search committee to find a new coach. So there's been a lot of uncertainty there with the Lady Aggies. So the way that they were able to come into the to the tournament and play really hard and give themselves a shot is definitely commendable. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they'll they'll look forward to getting, I guess, a new start. They'll have a new coach, I believe, uh, at the first of next year for next year's season. We'll see what they do with the staff in itself. Uh, it, it could be really interesting. Some and, and who they actually keep, by the way. They've lost players. In consecutive years, really good players. Is Shannon Duffy in multiple consecutive years is on this basketball team? They probably beat Wyoming. That's weird to say, but with I mean, as an 11 seed playing a three seed, and with Haley Bassett playing the way she was, if Shannon Duffy is still on this team, they probably beat Wyoming. No way they do, do they let that go. Absolutely no way. Uh, Mount West Conference men's basketball now is uh, about to take center stage here uh, shortly in regards of Utah State. They get their uh, tournament underway on Thursday night versus the winner of San Jose State, New Mexico. Those two teams play tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. Then you, uh, Utah State, and we'll get the winner of the, one of those two teams at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Utah State, uh, yes, well, um, yes, 8 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Mountain so, time. Mountain time. So that's six o'clock. Art. Oh man. We're Seven o'clock early. mountain time. Oh, chance building. Uh, go and uh, see the world of Las Vegas, Eric. I'm gonna go and get all me times Eastern. Eight, so yes, Utah eight. State. Seven o'clock on Thursday night, awaiting the winner of New Mexico and San Jose State. That yep. game will be at three thirty in the afternoon. Mountain time. Tomorrow, mountain time. If you're going to Las Vegas, it'll be 2.30 during okay. Pacific time. Hopefully I'm not asleep. But um, there are games going on tonight. But those are the women's semifinals. So who's in the women's semifinal bracket? I know Wyoming, Fresno State. You don't care. No. Okay, never mind. Uh, that's, that's not updated. I don't know. That's, it is updated, Eric. Uh, well, what I'm looking at is not updated. 
Uh, Utah State basketball will have their pregame at 6 o'clock Mountain Time on KVNU with Al Lewis. And then, of course, John Russell will join Al Lewis in postgame. Uh, so don't forget about that. Uh, we're going to go through our Mountain West Conference tournament predictions. Mountain West Conference had their awards out today. One of them was actually pretty surprising, to say the least. Uh, that uh, And it was a, a feat that's only been accomplished once, other time, in Mountain West Conference history. And the guy who got the award, is there's there were some surprising looks. To say I texted actually a couple people about it, and they were they were surprised themselves. Uh, you didn't text me? Eric, I didn't have time. How come I'm not on that text? There's a, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to confess So something. when you have special people you want to get reactions from, I'm not on that list. That's correct. So there's a special group that I have a very... Ajay's Insider. Uh, yes. Yeah, you could call it that. There you go. There you go. Call it that. And it's a special group of about five people that I text. Maybe it's better to be on the Ajay Outsider list. And this special group of people, we have very insider conversations that I do not reveal on air. And they're very, but they're very informational. So, yeah. Like what? Uh, you know, this, that, and the other. Potatoes, potatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. It's yeah. There's there's a lot there's important things. Like who's know. on your list? Uh, uh, Elmo, Cookie Monster, Bird, Big Bird, Bert, Ernie, and then uh, Mickey Mouse. It's, it's like I said, a very prominent list. Eric. I'm sh- that's uh, we discuss. I'm sure those are really deep conversations. To uh, breakfast to lunch. Hey. Uh, okay, so the list is is uh, it came out the conference awards. Came yes. Out. Yes. Sam Merrill, second straight. First team all Mountain West. Uh, Namiash Keta makes it onto the uh, second team, and Justin Bean goes to the uh, makes it onto the third team. What was interesting is that Keta and Bean both were named to the all defensive team. Yeah, how about? I'm not surprised to see Nimi there. I'll be honest; I was a little surprised to see Justin make that list. Why? Uh, I didn't think that he would. I think he, certainly he's played good enough. But for some reason, I, I it kind of caught me by surprise to see him on that list, that they would give him that recognition. He definitely deserves it. Yeah, uh, I would say he definitely deserves it. I don't know why you should be surprised, though. Uh, he's one of the better defensive players in the Mountain West Conference, along with a couple other guys. Here's what surprised me the most, Eric. And in fact, before we get there, let's go ahead and give you the awards. The first team is as, uh, as follows. Malachi Flynn, the guard from San Diego State. Jalen Harris, guard from Nevada. Sam Merrill, guard from Utah State. Matt Mitchell, forward from San Diego State. And Bryce Hamilton, the sophomore forward from UNLV. Your second team, Yanni Wetzel, senior forward from San Diego State. Namiash Keta, sophomore, of course, from Utah State. Nico Carvacho makes his second appearance on the second team for the second year in a row. The senior center from Colorado State. Uh, Justina Jessup, guard for Boise State. Derek Alston, forward for Boise State. And Jazz Johnson, senior guard for Nevada. Your third team, Justin Bean. Uh, Lavelle Scotty of Air Force, Seneca Knight from San Jose State, Isaiah Stevens from Colorado State, and Amari Hardy uh, from UNLV. The Coach of the Year, of course, is Brian Dutcher, and the Player of the Year, surprise, surprise, goes to Malachi Flynn. Freshman of the Year is uh, Isaiah Stevens from Colorado State, Nevada's Jalen Harris, and Nizra Zazura were chosen as a newcomer and sixth man of the year, respectively. Eric, your Defensive Player of the Year, is Malachi Flynn. Yeah, that surprised me. Yeah, that uh, – I'm not going to say upset a couple of people, but we're pretty surprised. 
He's a great player. He's not a – but defensively, but does he af- no way. Does he affect an entire team's def- offensive philosophy when he's on the court? Hmm. I-, I think Namish can affect an opposing team's offensive philosophy when he's on the court. I'm not sure that Malachi Flynn has that same effect. No. No. And it's interesting. The Mountain West is reasoning to give the Defensive Player of the Year award to him was that he led the defensive charge for the Aztecs at San Diego State limited Mountain West opponents to 39.8% shooting from the field during conference play, by the way. And then Flynn and the Aztecs also limited league opponents to 61 points per game. I feel like Mitchell had a bigger effect on that regard than Flynn did. Now, Flynn's a great basketball player overall. Don't get me wrong. Love Flynn. But no way is he your defensive player of the year. Yeah, that surprises me that that he gets the player of the year and the defensive player of the year. I, I, get, I understand awarding the, the player of the year to the best player on the best team. But if that team is also really defensive-minded... Do you give the the defensive player of the year award to the best defensive player on the best defensive team? Yeah, and if that's the case, I, if that's the only thing that you look at, then okay, it makes sense that you would give it to somebody from San Diego State. But I don't know Malachi Flynn. Just that, yeah, I'm with you. I'm that surprised me when I saw that today. By the way, Malachi Flynn becomes just the second player in Mount West Conference history to do such a thing of winning the Mount West Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. The other, Luke Neville from Utah, who did it in 2008-2009 season. Say, who? Neville. 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 Luke Neville? Who the, I don't know what the hell his name is. What is his last name? Neville? It's Neville. Neville. No, it's not. Big Australian guy? Yeah, you're lying to me. I'm not even freaking trusting you on this one. No, it's Luke. And you got that dumb... Is it Luke? Yeah, it's Luke. Luke Neville. Yep, that's right. Is it really? <laughs> so, okay. So, Luke Neville becomes the first player. Why are you laughing? I swear to life, if you're lying to me, I'm going to come over there and punch you right in the face. Uh, Justin Bean, good honors for him. <laughs> uh, one of only three players in the Mountain West averaging a double-double. That's awesome. That's impressive. In fact, chew on this. Give it to me. He leads the Mountain West with 15 double-doubles this season. That's the most by an Aggie since someone named Eric Franson, who did it in the 94-95 season. All right, four eyes, calm down. It wasn't you. We all know that by now. Bean ranks 12th in the nation with 319 total rebounds. The most by an Aggie since Cornell Green pulled down 322. So he has a chance to pass that by the time the tournament's done. Your defensive team is Malachi Flynn from San Diego State, KJ Feagan from San Diego State, Namiya's Kettle, Lindsey Drew from Nevada, and Justin Bean. So, two of the five players belong to your very own Utah State Aggies. Honorable mention, KJ Feagan, Hunter Maldonado from Wyoming, Lindsey Drew of Nevada, Nate Grimes from Fresno State, and Orlando Robinson from Fresno State as well. Uh... Eric, is there any other surprises or disappointments or that you said maybe should have been on the list? Diogo Brito is another one I thought maybe should have made the honorable mention list. You know, I, I was debating, you know, uh, were there any other Aggies that probably should have been recognized in some form or fashion? Diogo Brito could have been considered as the sixth man, could have been considered as an honorable mention. 
we know what he means to Utah State, but can't say that I'm overly surprised. I mean, three players already got recognition. I think that they were going to have a hard time putting in a fourth player. For a team that lost six league games? Right. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think you're right. That is the uh, the more important factor to consider is this team lost six games in conference play. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Ketter earned the second team all Mount West honors. This, by the way, it's the second consecutive year he's done so. He led the Mountain West during league play, as I think you mentioned this, just over one and a half blocks per game and saw his production improve throughout the season. Uh, by the way, he was coming back from injury. He averaged 12 and a half points, almost just over seven rebounds per game. And during the month of January, uh, or excuse me, during the month of February, saw an increase in that at 15 points and just under 10 rebounds per game. Over the last two games alone, Ketter's recorded a double-double in each game with 23 points, 10 boards against San Jose State, and then 18-14 at New Mexico on February 29th. Uh, the thing people want to know, you know, why is Demetrius Ketter not named Defensive Player of the Year, though he's the most impactful defensive player in the Mount West Conference? Here's a problem. You missed a few league games, and in one of them that you played against Air Force, you got absolutely shredded. Just dominated by Air Force, and they did whatever they wanted on you. So that's tough to that's tough to acknowledge. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. And I think that's probably one of the other factors that that the committee looked at or the coaches looked at when they were uh, placing their votes is that he missed some time. He wasn't as impactful for the entirety of the Mountain West season. He had games where absolutely he affected games, but to say that he was that defensive presence every game in conference, hmm. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He had a much more impactful year last year defensively than he did this year. Still a very impactful player, don't get me wrong, but the same level as he was a year ago, no. I would say no. Just when you look at the the body of work. Sure, I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's not because he wasn't trying. There were times where he was hurt, he was out of games, or he was on minute restrictions. Uh, and then there were those few games against bad teams where he did not play great. And it that's hard to award a guy who had some games like that. You know what's interesting is you look at the, the uh, Western Coast Conference featuring Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and BYU. Yoli Childs, who had an incredible year, Eric, dominated Gonzaga in so much that in that last game at home against Gonzaga in 29 minutes, he only went 12 and 19, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, and 28 points. Uh, but Philippe Petrusev, or Petrusev, I don't know, Petrusev? Yeah, let's go Petrusev. I don't even know what that is. Uh, but Philip Petrusev won the uh, WCC Player of the Year. But yet, Yoli had the better numbers overall, but Gonzaga was the better basketball team overall. And yeah. I think that's where it kind of lies. Right, yeah. it, is it, that a shame? Do you think that's a sham? To do such a thing is automatically deposit a checkmark box onto the guy who had the team's best season. Uh, it, it is kind of an old standard. You know, give the give it to the best player on the best team because certainly he's a part of their, that success. Other players may have good numbers, but did they contribute to their overall team's success? Did they help win games? And it's not to say that BYU was a bad team; they were a good team. Uh, it, it happens occasionally where you see somebody who wasn't on the best team with the best record who gets the player of the year, but it's pretty rare. Uh, it, it's a default uh, when they look at the voting, and probably I think you're right, that is a tool that is 
faulty. I think you should look at who was the best player. Who meant the most? Who was the best player in the league? Let's not consider what the overall record was of the team or where the standings are for the in, in the league. Who was the best player? So let me ask you, Malachi Flynn, part of the best team in San Diego State history, but also part of the best team, in the, I mean, one of the best teams in the country this year, obviously. Did they get it right? Him or Jalen Harris, did they get it right for player <laughs> of the year? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good, solid debate. Because Malachi Flynn, he's not like he's just some pushover. He's no, a really, no, really good player. I mean, at Nevada, he had himself a heck of a night. Meanwhile, Jalen Harris was just moping and pouting in the final four minutes of the ballgame because he wasn't getting the touches. I mean, Malachi Flynn proved why he wanted it. But overall number and production, the fact that Nevada, Eric, Nevada is a three seed. You lost Jordan Caroline, Colby, and Caleb Martin, uh, and two other big men, and still became a three seed, mainly because of that guy, and his numbers were shown more. Oh, they're way ahead of schedule. Not where hit, they should be. Exactly. That's a great New way coaching to put staff, that. Great put that. All the great talent and experience graduated or left early on that last year's uh, roster. Nevada was expected to be middle to bottom of the pack. And they're a three seed, and they're looking to haunt the Aggies coming back in, I guess, round two of the quarterfinals, assuming that, uh, I guess it'd be the semifinals, assuming that Nevada, by the way, gets through Colorado State, which is not no small task in its own. Yeah, so uh, it makes sense that Dutcher got coach of the year, but I would say that uh, Steve Alford would have been look. runner up. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what did it did it have the overall vote vote total? No, I, no. I didn't see. Any. I don't think I'll. I don't think they released those I don't either. Think they I really sure those. they don't. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. Coming back, it's your favorite time of the day. My favorite time, personally, because I get to hang out with my favorite co-worker. nap time. Oh, I wish it was, dude. I've got to be up and early. I got to be up and early tomorrow to drive to Vegas. You know what they say, Eric. Early worm gets the bird. Or is it early? Yeah. Early worm gets the bird. Or do I have the worms? Yeah, I think there may be a few people who want to give you the bird. Or the worms. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is such a good song. You know who this is? Sounds country. Does that sound country to you? I don't know. Part of it. It is not. The Black Crows, Jealous Again. Oh. It's when you, I used to listen to it when I used to hang out. Okay. In my room. Coming home from high school. Back in the day. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, uh, my daughter's trying out for this uh, upcoming production. Uh-huh. And she picked this song and I remember it from listening to it as a kid. It was on the radio a lot. And so I really don't like the song. What song is it? And it just sounds like an old twangy country tune. And she hears it she and she thinks, "No, I think that sounds tropical." It's differing of ages, I guess. Musical tastes. Yeah, there's definitely a musical taste difference between you and your daughter. <laughs> like that, that, I mean, unless your daughter is, I don't know. I don't know. We actually share way. a lot of similar tastes musically, but. 
Do you? Yeah. You know what I found out is is Gabby is look. I'm not a big country guy. Gabby's kind of got me into country lately. She got you looking into boots. Yeah. Uh. By the way, we're still uh, set, Gabby. Right. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. What do you mean, sure, whatever? Okay, you were inside it three weeks ago, and now you're sure, whatever? If you, if you want to go shopping for What booze. have we talked about, Gabby? <laughs> okay, being more, uh, what's that? Firm, all right, with what you want. If you want to go shopping with me for boots, let's do it. If you don't want to go, no, just say, I'm not going to go shopping. This is your boots. thing. If you want to go shopping for boots, you should say something. We'll go shopping for boots. I don't care. Okay, Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going shopping okay. for boots. We'll go shopping for boots. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love boot shopping. You, you ever been boot shopping, Eric? One time when I was a kid. <laughs> Probably my dad not took me boot shopping. Boots. You I wore them one time and then they sat in the corner of my closet. Wow. I you, never wore them again. Sounds like when I give you pick six gifts. Yeah. They just sit in your drawer until they go stale. He wasn't very happy with me. Yeah, I could understand that. I know his feelings. I know his anger and his pain. We're going to some horse thing and he's like, Yeah, let's get you some boots. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, one day wearing those things, like nope, I'm done. Give me my tennis shoes. I want to go out and hoop. I can't hoop in these things. Going, you can even hoop in regular <laughs> shoes. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, it's time for game time with Gabby. Gra- Grandma B's driving around right now, uh, taking her break off of work, waiting for us to start up game time with Gabby. So we don't want to mess that that break time up. Okay. <laughs> waiting for the spud nuts to get warm. Oh, oh, hey, do you are you working at Johnny O's tomorrow? No. Oh, I was going to go there and pick up a donut. I have to go to school. All right, let's get to game time <laughs> with Gabby. I was just I was going to go pick up a donut on my way to Vegas. No, I'm not going. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Question number 1. Why was there no Stanley Cup awarded in 1919? Uh because no team won it. Oh. No Stanley Cup in 1919. Yes. World War One. No, there was no, no. Stanley they Cup. Canceled that year. it. No. Canceled the season. There was no Stanley Cup that year, but why? Uh, because uh, they didn't have teams. Uh, uh they didn't have because of war. No. Stanley Cup hadn't been created yet. No. <laughs> why? I don't know. Because of the flu. The flu? The flu epidemic. Oh, man. This coronavirus is just a (laughs) future tale of what has happened in the past. I knew it. You did. I knew it. Okay. Question number two. What NHL player holds the record for the most 20-goal season? Uh, Wayne Gretzky. No. Steve Yzerman. No. Uh... Ovechkin. No, Sidney Crosby. Sydney Crosby. No. Who? Gordy Howe. Oh, my man, Gordy. Gordy Howe. I haven't talked to that guy in forever. Legendary. <laughs> Question number three. Against what opposing team did Babe Ruth hit his first career home run? <laughs> uh, Boston Red Sox. No. Was it the Brooklyn Dodgers? No. Oh, what was that one? Uh, Chicago uh, White Sox. No, no, no. Phillies. Was it the Phillies? No. Who? It was the Yankees. Oh, because oh, he played for the, he Red, started Sox. the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Come on, yeah. Eric. Right. You should know better. I had it flipped around in I my knew, mind. I knew it was the Yankees. 
Question number four. No. Yeah, you did not know. But that's okay. She's talking to you, Eric. <laughs> Question number four. Who was the first major league player to pitch a ball over 100 miles per hour? The Ooh. first major league baseball player to pitch a ball over 100 miles an hour. Yes. Nolan Ryan? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to. There, that I used surprises to have a, me that it was that late. When I had a Super Nintendo, I'd play his baseball game and I'd always cheat because you could like move Nolan Ryan to like one side of the mound and throw it to the opposite side of the corner of the plate and you would get 20 strikeouts per game. It's a cheat that I figured out that like I'd, I would win every game. It was incredible. But every pitch, by the way, was over 100. It was 102, 104, or 101. Wow. It was incredible. Surprises me. Nolan Ryan. Good. Good question. Good answer. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Whatever. Okay. Question number five. (laughs) Who scored the first three-point basket in NBA history? First three-point basket? Oh, man. First three-point basket. When was that even established? When was the three-point line... Instituted. That would have been in the. Can you give us a year? 1979. Oh, late 70s. Jerry West. No. Who's a good three point? Rick Barry. No. Doctor J. No. That actually would have been a good answer. First three point shot in NBA history. Uh, Remember the Boston Celtics? Yes, he was. Dennis Johnson or Larry no. Bird? No. 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 Larry Bird wasn't there yet. Yeah. That was when he was playing the yep. national championship. Would have been earlier. Uh, John Havlicek. No. Bob Cozy? No. Okay, I don't even know. Now I've guessed the whole Celtics. Chris Ford. Who? Chris Ford. The Chris fetch is he? Ford. I don't know the guy that scored the. He's the guy that uh, came, made the cars. <laughs> I created Ford. <laughs> After he hit that three-point <laughs> shot, he became a millionaire. Shot. All right, we suck today, Eric. We're really bad. I know. <laughs> Question number six: Who was, who was the shortest player in NBA history? Muggsy Bugs. Bugs. Okay. Question number seven: What running, yeah, what running back set an NFL record with forty points in a single game? Oh my gosh! Was it Gale Sayers? No. Or is it Walter Payton? No. Running back scored forty points in a single game. It wasn't Gale Sayers, huh? Wow, that's a lot of touchdowns. What year? Uh, Adrian Peterson. Nineteen twenty-nine. Oh, oh shoot, geez. Oh. Uh, Red Red Grange. Was it the the ghost Red Grange? Or uh, was it Crazy Legs Hirsch? No. Dude, nine. Uh, I nineteen twenty-nine. Uh-huh. I'm out. I'm freaking out. Hey, Ernie Nevers. Ernie. What a Ernie. Ernie. He then later became a very big co-star on Sesame Street. Bert and Ernie? No? Okay. Exiting stage right. No. Those were tough questions. You got more? No, that's it. That was last one. That was one. it. That was the last one. You yeah. suck, Eric. You gotta be better. I got a couple of those right. After she told us the answer. No. Okay, Muggsy Bugs was not a hard one to Muggs- guess. I got Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> What was the other one? I got the the, the three-point shot came from a Boston Celtics player. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, I've been dominating in the last three weeks then. (laughs) That counts as the correct answer. Uh, Gabby, thank you so much for your time. I will see you next week, but uh, you'll be here with Eric tomorrow. Yep. I'll be here. (laughs) 
Whoa, I wasn't thrilled. That sounded really exciting. <laughs> yep, Take I'll that. be here Take with that. Eric. Stick her in the corner of the office, and now she's just livid. She is yep. just kicked. That's how it is. All right, tell Grandma B hello for me. Okay, By the way, Jay Russ is saying he got five out of those correct. Yeah, Jay Russ is full of crap. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's he so is full of it. Hey, he's older than us, so he knows stuff from the 1919 1920s. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, what did you have to use, Wikipedia or Google, John? I just want to know which one got you the answer quicker. <laughs> Thanks Gabby. for listening, John Russell. All right, Gabby. Be good. Take care. Tell Grandma B hello for me. I need, I need to stop in a customer service. Okay. She's going to go say hi to her. Okay. Do it. She likes my <laughs> Lake Wheeler visits. <laughs> More of the Full Court Press coming up. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and LJ Salas and Gabby, the intern here on the Full Court Press. You know, usually after game time with Gabby, Gabby tries to sprint out of here. She is like on a dead sprint. Usually, when I mean, I, but I don't know why it's if she's it's because she's sitting next to you or she actually is getting more comfortable being inside the studio with the mic in front of her face. But Gabby's still here. I'm honored, Gabby. Good. I I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know. Thank you. I thank you. I you I'm honored to be here. <laughs> she's getting better. <laughs> she shows no emotion, but she means every word. <laughs> Come Bill on Belichick. now. Uh, hey, uh, Eric, do you remember the 2009 Sugar Bowl? 2009 Sugar Bowl. Or I guess 2008 Sugar Bowl, sorry. It would be, it'd be considered 08-09 football season. You'll have to jog my memory. One of the greatest upsets in Sugar Bowl history. Was that the Utah over Alabama? Bingo. Okay, so I need a little nudge. After that, it's like I got with game it. time with Gabby. You need a nudge from Google or Wikipedia. <laughs> That's right. You and, and John good. Russell. And I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John remember, Russell, I'm sure, had it right on the Do you remember who the Utah quarterback and head coach was? Alex Smith. Oh, fetch. Uh, and Urban Meyer. Well, really? Urban Meyer had left. So it was Alex Smith and... No, wait. Uh, no. It wasn't Alex Smith. Make up your mind here, Eric. This isn't a... This that isn't was... Um, so it was, what's his name? Who's there now? Can I help you? Sure, I'll help you. Fine. That's, yeah. And whatever. the quarterback was Johnson. Yes, it was. Kyle Whittingham and Brian Johnson. The problem is, is that you just suffered a case of the Colin Coward. Alex Smith is fascinating. Alex Smith, under Urban Meyer at Utah, went 12 0, beat Alabama and Nick Saban. What in the. No. He beat a, a very mediocre, was it Pitt? That's Wasn't it right. Pitt that they played down at the Fiesta Bowl? In 2004. Remember that Pitt team from the ACC with Dave Wonstead as a head coach, and they thrashed him 35 7 a very average team. Uh, a team that Utah felt when Utah would receive the bid bowl. Look, they were the first team to be the BCS buster, as we called it back then. Yeah, and they, they were. And they, uh, when they got the, uh, the information that would be going to the Fiesta Bowl, they were thrilled. They were excited. We can't wait. We get to play a... A Power 5 team. And then they found out it was Pittsburgh. And they were pissed. They were livid. They felt like, how are we supposed to prove who we are when you're pitting us against a team that is as lowly rated in the ACC conference as Pitt? 
Yeah, back in the old BCS system, you just had to be in one of those power conferences and you got to go to the big money games. But I still have a problem. But they weren't that great. But yes, Colin Coward has the fumble rooskies going on. Yeah, well, memory. so did you, too. Yeah, it took me a second. You're right. Alex Smith is fascinating. Alex Smith, under Urban Meyer at Utah, went 12-0, beat Alabama. And Nick Saban. Okay, look, I love that team. Okay, I love that team. I was part of the USU football team during that span when they went over to our house and were up 41 nothing at halftime. I can't repeat what our offensive coordinator told us in the locker room because it's inappropriate and I don't have any way to filter it. But uh, uh, that team in 04 was incredible. That 09 team might have even been better. You remember that Alabama team? They just I came think up they getting... played a tougher schedule. Yes. And Alabama. They're more prepared. Yeah. And Alabama had just uh, lost to Tim Tebow in the SEC championship. They then go to the Sugar Bowl in their own backyard. And they're a far superior team than Pitt was. Absolutely. But they don't have their offensive linemen. One of them, who's one of the top rate offensive linemen in the country, because of violating team rules. During the course of the week. So then Utah's defense comes in there and just goes rough shot over them. Brian Johnson had a heyday, absolutely no doubt. But that defense came oh, ready they to were, play. Yeah, all over the place. Do you remember who the defensive coordinator was? Uh, D coordinator? That was Gary. That's right. Bingo. That's right, because he was doing that. He'd already been named Utah State head coach. And he, was, he wanted to still coach that team. It was a very special team. And he wanted to be a part of that last hurrah before he came to join the Utah State Aggies. He was pulling most, double duty. Yep. He was all over the place. And Winningham was incredibly supportive of it, even though he got questions throughout the whole entire week about it. Continued to say, look, we support Gary and what he's doing, but we we're here to coach the Utah Utes football team to get a win in the Sugar Bowl. And that was just the course and the theme that they stayed steady on the whole entire week. And then all of a sudden, in the first quarter, because of a no-huddle offense that was just humming, 21 nothing was your score. At one point, and Alabama just looked stunned. Nick, Nick Saban lost his hair and lost his voice, and uh, there was a sense of egotism that was being hit with a sledgehammer on top of the heads of Kirk Herbstreet, Chris Fowler, Lee Corso, Desmond Howard, and everybody else who had made fun of him throughout the whole entire. It was one of the best shows. I was so proud. There was a lot of humble of the pie. Utah it was wonderful. That those Utes wonderful. handed out. Wonderful. Uh, but good stuff. Anyways, Colin Coward, who's uh, by the way, who's on our show. You can get that show here on this very station uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. No, 10 to 1. 10 to 1, sorry. 10 to 1 every and weekday. Then it is garbage fan. radio from 1 to 4 o'clock, <laughs> and then you have us. It is absolute crap radio from 1 to 4 o'clock. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but I'm going to say it because Doug Gottlieb is He's He's horrendous. not my favorite of the lineup. No, I will, he's I'll not just my, say that. Yeah, Dan Patrick, Colin Coward, just kill it. Are incredible. Yes. And then one to four is just garbage. And then you get pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. Not as much sports knowledge, but pure entertainment in itself, which is what I love about us, Eric. Hey, it's time to get to our stat and player uh, of the week. Eric, what is your stat that blew your mind? Stat the brew. Brew. <laughs> that blew my mind. Oh, is that what I said? I no, that was that. me. That was me. Um, <clears throat> we I've mentioned her before. She is... Amazing. Sabrina Ionescu. She's the basketball player from the Oregon Ducks basketball team, women's basketball team. She had her 44th career 10 assist game recently. That's the most in Division I men's or women's basketball. 
But here's what blows my mind. You take all other Oregon basketball players, men's and women's, combined over the last 20 years, and you get 44 games. She has done as much in her career alone as men and women in that Oregon basketball program have done over the last 20 seasons. She's amazing. She's an amazing, amazing talent. Drafted in WNBA, I'm guessing, then? (laughs) They can't wait to get her. Good call. That's your, is that your stat? That's my stat. That's my stat. So here is mine, and mine comes courtesy of something that you retweeted, and I saw that, and I had to use it because I loved it so much. Uh, But with the Mountain West, of course, Jordan Love is projected, Eric, to go sixth overall in this year's NFL draft. Sixth. Jordan Love. That's according to Todd McShay. Who we all love and trust more than Colin Coward. Uh, the Mountain West Conference, Eric, has only produced four top ten overall picks, two which have been quarterbacks. Do you know who these two quarterbacks are? Well, um, we heard about one just a second ago, Alex Smith. He was number one overall. Bingo. Give me one more. Josh Allen was picked pretty That's high. That's right. Yep, there you go. Good, good, From uh, Wyoming. good memory. That's right. So the Mountain West Conference has only produced four top ten overall picks, two which have been quarterbacks. Jordan Love is looking to become number three. Eric, his combine looked great. In fact, here, let me ask you something. Do you go to Pro Day at USU if you're Jordan Love, or you say, you know what, forget it? No, you still go. I've looked really good so far, and I don't have to deal with it. One last thing you have to worry about. The scouts already love you. The teams already love you. Eric, there are four teams that are rumored, four teams, to uh, trying to draft up to get Jordan Love now. Everybody else on that Utah State team should be begging him to be there to work out. Yeah, because they're going to get looks <laughs> by just the mere fact that Jordan Love Jordan will Love's be there. In the house. He'll be yeah. in the room. Yep. Just because Jordan Love is in the room, they're going to get some looks and attention that they otherwise probably wouldn't get. It's amazing. The gravity of Jordan Love is going to pull other Aggies into some opportunities. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's just awesome what he is doing. Your player of the your player of the week, Eric. Uh, my player. Damn it. Stop that. I gotta get it ready. Is Shake Milton. Who? <laughs> Shake Milton. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. He's uh he's playing on a depleted Philadelphia 76ers team getting extended minutes, and he's making the most of it. Okay. He had 13, he'd made 13 straight three-pointers. That was across two different games, but 13 straight, not a miss. That ties Brent Price and Terry Mills for the longest streak in the NBA. But here's what he did over the past week. In one of those games, well, he scored 39 points at the Clippers. He was 7 for 9 from the three-point line. He shot 90% in the first half. He scored 19 points versus the Knicks. He was perfect beyond the arc in that game. He scored 20 points at his game at Cleveland, four for six from beyond the arc. So uh, my player of the week, I'm going to shout out to Shake Milton. Give me the shake and bake. You ever seen that movie, Talladega Nights? Have you seen that? Uh, Talladega Nights? Uh, Yeah, I have. No, I have not seen that movie. I love that movie. It's a good one. (laughs) Shake and bake. (laughs) 
<laughs> I gotta go home and watch that now. I miss that movie. <laughs> the prayer they have. I was gonna use that as one of my movie quizzes, but I couldn't find an appropriate comment to use. <laughs> so, I decided not to. Hey, right, my player of the week, of course, and without a doubt, is going to go to San Diego State's Malachi Flint. Eric, in a hostile environment at Nevada where, you know what, you get a win, you solidify your power over the conference as a whole. In 40 minutes, Malachi Flint goes 13-20 from the field, 3-6 from 3, 7-7 from the line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 36 saucy points in a 83-76 win over Nevada, where Nevada, by the way, had an 8-point lead at 1 point. Saw that disperse pretty quickly. And uh, Malachi Flynn just took over the whole entire night. Jalen Harris, who Malachi guarded for most of the night, 36 minutes, 8 of 18 from the field, 4 of 8 from deep, 4 of 5 from the line. He had 3 boards, 5 assists, but 3 turnovers, 24 points. Malachi harassed him all night long. I thought Malachi was wonderful. I think he's the best player in the conference. Uh, That's why he was awarded the. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with him being awarded the no. player of the year. Do you think? Actually, no. We'll get to that in just a. Actually, you got to go. Never mind. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. I want to hear your quick thoughts on Mount West Conference tournament. I got to be in Vegas tomorrow, so I won't be here. But I'd like to get your thoughts and have a quick discussion with you. We'll get back to that in just a moment. Here is it's Eric France and Ozzy South and Gab the intern here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Full court press here, Eric France and Alex Southman. Gabby, the intern, intern, joins us here at 106 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Okay, driving in a car and riding in a car is totally two different things. So, Gabby, if I were to ask you, have you ever driven? Is it driven? Driven to Vegas? You would say? Personally, no. But I've been in the car oh, while so, so, driving down to Vegas. But you weren't, okay. You were riding in the car well, going to Vegas. I don't see why it's different. Well, because riding and driving is different. Why? Am I still in the car being taken to Vegas? Yeah, yes. But hey. you're not steering the wheel. <laughs> okay. But I... <laughs> Are we... We're, that's... There we go. But, but why does it matter? Because I asked... So if you were to ask my 15-year-old, have you ever driven to Salt Lake? Yeah. He would answer, no, because I have not driven to Salt Lake. I have been in a car that has taken me to Salt Lake. <laughs> no, boy. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, because he, he didn't drive. He can't drive. He didn't drive. <laughs> if I say, Abby, have you driven? Wait, 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 wait. You, you let your 15-year-old kid drive to Salt Lake. No. Well, when I asked him if you ever driven to Salt Lake, he said yes. <laughs> but, like, but why does that matter? Well, let me ask you this way, Ajay, if. How else would you say? I've been in a car that's taken me to Salt Lake. I've rode in a car that has taken me to Las Vegas. Yeah, who says that? No, No, nobody says says that. that? Nobody says that. Have you ever been to Las Vegas? Yeah, how'd you get there? I have ridden in a car that transported me to Las Vegas. See, now you're making it complicated. All you have to say is, "Well, my mom was driving, and we went to Las Vegas." But why do you need that detail? We drove. If you say we, we, we drove. Drove. There. Yeah, okay, yeah. We drove. Well, 
Because no. no, no, that makes it seem like you have two. You have two wheels. people on the on the handle of the so wheel. So no, no, it's my mom drove one, us to Las one Vegas. One person's foot on the gas. My the aunt, now, foot on now, the wait. Brakes. If you switch up the ride halfway through, then you both drove to Las Vegas because then we drove to Las Vegas. Makes sense, but you can't say that. Well, you say your mom drove you to Las Vegas. No, I don't. I you're making it way more complicated. No, it's it's that's I mean because when I ask you a question like hey. Well, this I've is my day I've never every drove day. to Las Vegas. Well, in that I case... I know you're making this more complicated. No. You're giving me a That's headache. Just, my no. gosh. Your dad loves my me. Life. Your dad loves me. He, like, adores me now. I am, like, the prodigal son. Uh, So, yeah. It would be my mom drove me or us to Las Vegas. So, next time you're asked if you've okay. driven Las Vegas, you say, you know, oh, yeah, I've been to Las Vegas, but my mom drove us. You're no, like offering I, information that no one's I, asking I for. But I still drove. But that answers what, the question, like we though, still right? Drove down there. We drove. We didn't fly. You didn't so levitate. If I, said, could, if I, if I, I would said be I more acceptable. Vegas, I didn't fly there we the go. Plane. Actually, you know what? I would be more acceptable of that. We got ten seconds. I'd be more acceptable <laughs> of that because you say we drove. That means someone else was in the car driving. So then it would make me ask, well, who drove? We rode the My train. Mom. No. <laughs> Full court press. Second hour coming up. We're gonna exactly. argue this over. Choo choo.